Hi there, welcome to Sunday and uh, time for a short reflection together. Uh, the context of this reflection today is uh, a couple of psalms. And I must say throughout this time, this COVID time, I've really appreciated the psalms. Uh, when you think about what Jesus would have been reading in his uh, time of, of devotion, care for himself, relationship with his dad, um, it would have been the Psalms. Many people have called the Psalms Jesus' prayer book. In such a dangerous world as his, a time when he was trying to discern uh, what his father was up to and what therefore he should be up to, uh, it's incredibly comforting that we can go to exactly the same book that he was reading. I hear a lot of people say, God knows uh, you know, what's going on at the moment. Uh, well, I think what the psalm shows us is that God does know and God knows you and God knows me. A little bit of context. Last week, uh, we looked together at Psalm 46. In Psalm 46, we get this idea of a city and around the city um, are walls that are protective walls. Um, the psalm, the old versions call them the bulwark. The bulwark is a wall uh, that prevents the enemy uh, getting to you and getting over it. Psalm 46 describes uh, the, the, the sense that the city is a refuge and a strength, that the walls create incredible strength and refuge. Then there's the picture in Psalm 46 of there being a river uh, that flows through the city. And that that river provides succor and sustenance because without water uh, you cannot survive however strong you are. And then thirdly from Psalm 46, God is in the midst of that picture. So this is a sense, a picture of uh, that which is evil and malevolent being kept out and uh, God being central uh, in, inside. When you look at the archaeology of King David's city, uh, that's exactly how it worked, uh, exactly how I've described it. But then in the Psalms, I want to move on with you. If you've got that picture of the refuge and strength, um, the sustenance of the, the living water within and the God in the midst, I want to move from, from Psalm 46 with you now to Psalm 55. And it's worth... Uh, turning over to that because in Psalm 55 we discover uh, something about uh, the enemies that are without in Psalm 46 become the enemies within in Psalm 55. It says uh, in verse 10, uh, iniquity and trouble are within. Ruin is in the midst. I don't know how this time's been for you, uh, but for me, uh, initially when I got home, I felt this incredible sense of, goodness me, I, you know, I've got to get some order, I've got to get some understanding, I've got to get a sense of this thing. And seemed to be a, a really busy time of reordering. I don't know how it's been for you, but it's interesting to think about it. 
it was as though if there was an enemy, it was without. And uh, we had to centralise ourselves around the living water and around the presence of God within. But in this last week or so, uh, within me personally, it's felt as though the enemy uh, is within. Uh, David says, it's not the enemies without who taunt me. I could bear that, he says. It's not adversaries who deal insolently with me. I could hide from them. But it is you, my companions, my equal, my familiar friends, with whom I kept pleasant company and we walked in the house of God with the throng together. And, oh look, I'm going to allegorise the heck out of a psalm here, but, you know, we often don't have um, people who are really trying to take us down. Sometimes we do. I know I've had that experience and I actually know I've probably been that person for others for which I'm devastated. But it's this sense that within myself I'm just not quite right. I'm all over the place. I'm churning. It's as though there's an enemy within and I don't understand it. I don't understand why it's there. You know, people have all sorts of enemies. They have anxiety. They have a depression. And it completely confuses the capacity to think clearly and to think rightly. David says of these enemies within, uh, I call upon God and look to God to save me. So that's been something of my experience as I've looked at the enemies within. So David paints this picture of the protective city where God dwells within. But then he paints this other picture in Psalm 55 of the enemy actually being, God forbid, inside the city. And his response to this I wonder what your response is as, as you think about these things. Is earlier in verse 6, he says, Oh, that I had wings as a dove. I would fly away. Truly, I would flee far away. I would lodge in the wilderness. I would hurry to find a shelter my, from myself from the raging wind and tempest. So we get this picture of David wishing as he sits, as he looks around him in his city, probably on the roof of his palace, and he sees the pigeons and he sees the doves. And he thinks, oh, I wish I was a dove. Here I am in the city, but I wish I could fly away and be somewhere else at rest, at peace and away from the tempest. I must admit, in this week, that's how I felt, that I wish I could just be far away. You may or may not be aware that a dove's quite a unique bird. It's not like a pigeon. A pigeon is a bird that you can have lots of people around and, and it'll just sit there and do its thing and, and whatever. But a dove's not like that. A dove's, I think they call them flight birds. So what that means is when there's any disruption, when there's any tension, when there's any anxiety, when there's 
any sense of danger, the dove will fly. It'll flee away. It will never make a, a nest in a place where there's disquiet or dissent. Here's David wishing that he was a dove. But the other symbol we have in the New Testament of the dove, of course, is the Holy Spirit of God who seeks to come and find a home amongst his people, but he won't find a home where there's distress or dissent or tempest or raging. So often in times like this, we go looking for a certain sense of peace, but we don't actually do what we need to do to find that peace. We, we just rage around in busyness and in um, torment and in confusion. And here I believe God is saying to us today, unless we open ourselves to the spirit of the dove, in other words, unless we open ourselves to the way of the Holy Spirit of God, which is a spirit of attentiveness, of quiet, unless we find space and time to be with him, then we won't know the peace, uh, we won't know the solutions, uh, we won't know uh, the direction we should be heading because we're failing uh, at the first hurdle, as it were. We won't be able to work our way out of depression or out of anxiety or out of confusion or out of grief unless we take on that personality that comes to rest at the feet of Jesus and spends time in quiet. So just yesterday I rang someone who's con competent in contemplation and I said, I want to be accountable to you. And he said, that's fine. And so I've made a commitment to just spend a few minutes, maybe 15, maybe 20, maybe five for you of time in absolute silence. My friend said to me yesterday, he said, silence is the language of God. And so today I had my first half hour, I've chosen half an hour to just sit silently uh, at the feet of God. Uh, no agenda, thinking nothing, seeking essentially nothing, doing nothing. Uh, just waiting to hear what God, through his word and his Holy Spirit, has to say to me in my churning place inside the city, wishing I could flee, flee away as a dove, but knowing that the only way I can ever do that is to have that quiet spirit that welcomes the counsel uh, of the dove, the Prince of Peace. So bless you. I hope there's something in that for you today. Amen.